everyone, welcome to the first Chomping After Dark episode of 2022, the podcast where we deep dive into the stories of our favorite video games and also occasionally movies and TV shows. We have a lot of episodes lined up for this year and I couldn't be happier. We have a great episode lined up today for a game that everyone has been talking about and enjoying in recent months. Let me read you a quote to see if you recognize it. While the Covenant had us locked up in here, I overheard the guards talking about this ring world. They call it Halo. That's right, today we are here to discuss 343 Industries' newest installment to the ever-popular IP, Halo Infinite. Before we get into the story, let me introduce you to the crew who will be joining me for today's chat. First, I am joined by Rich Meister, the uncredited understudy of Joseph Statton's One of the Voices Behind the Grunts. Rich, can you give us your best grunt voice? Demon! (laughs) That was perfect. How are you doing, man? You excited? Yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm excited is the word. And you're like, hey, <laughs> you want to do a podcast where we exclusively dis- discuss the bad part of Halo Infinite? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I want to? I mean, we did cats already. How much worse can it get? That was fun. That one was fun. That we was need to so do fun. another bad movie sometime soon. We were supposed to do Space Jam too, but we never got around to it. I don't want to have, yeah, but like the more I reflect on it, I really don't want to have to watch Space Jam too. Same. You know, you know, like, it's right there. It seems like the sort of kitsch we'd enjoy. But yeah, when pre- pre- presented with the opportunity to actually sit down and watch it, my mind because, revolted. and it, it didn't happen. Well, the problem is, I talk to enough people who, much like me, enjoy a good, bad movie. They're like, no, no, this is bad, and there's no joy to be derived from watching it. Uh, have you guys seen the new Resident Evil movie, or not yet? I have. No. You did watch it, Rich. I did. Maybe I we should do an episode movie, on that. I watched it in a movie theater. They released it in <laughs> theaters? Even worse. Even worse. Yeah, I watched that movie recently. It was, uh, it was something. It was something. It, was ha- it happened. It, that, that is the best way to describe it's like, that. It's, it's the pendulum swing in the other direction of video game movies where like you get the ones where it's like, they didn't make it enough like the video game. And this one was like, okay, I get it. There's a video yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, we, Rich, you and I could do it on that. At some point, that they pause fun. the movie, and you have to search <laughs> underneath the seats for, for a, a red key. They do the itchy, tasty thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, just a little bit of history. That's real, for, by the way, Josh. Just, oh, no. just for fun. What was the first movie we ever did a Chomping After Dark on? You guys know? <laughs> Was I here for the first movie we ever did? Yes. Was it Sonic the Hedgehog? No. 
I don't remember then. It was Cats. Was it really? Yeah. That was the first one we did a movie on. That's awesome. On. The oh, second yeah. one was? Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. Hey, you and know you what? Know I, the th- oh, go ahead. The pandemic was like just starting up when this is happening. I remember. Yep. So it was like hard to get it. I had to go um, <laughs> deep into the city to like an art house theater to see cats. And I dragged my friend Austin with me. Thanks for doing that, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it was terrible. Oh, that would be fun. Do you remember the third movie we did one on? Did we? We did. Was it Mortal Kombat? No. No, that was a while after. Did we do, like, I? we definitely did Lord of the Rings after Mortal Kombat. Starts with a B. With a B? She's like a pussy magnet. Oh, we Our did the new board. Was that really the third one? Oh! Wizard Sleep. Borat 2. Uh, oh, yes, okay. That yeah, that is did. not a great Borat impression, bud. Um, I, that's all right. I know it's not a great right. impression. Um, I'm not good at impressions. You should have just been like, my wife. Um, uh, yeah, my I forgot wife. we did that. That one was a lot of fun to do. But you know why I think, and this is what I'll say, I think why we enjoyed that doing that one a lot more. That was one of the few ones where we made a point to watch the movie together first. Yeah. Like we sat down and watched the movie together, and that was entertaining. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. But yeah, we'll have to do some more movie ones. I know like last year, Rich and I did the three Lord of the Rings and we did a special episode on Squid Game, which was extensive and fun. We actually never did Mortal Kombat, though, just so you guys know. Well, well okay, what happened? We all was sat Josh down to watch it and then we didn't do a just, thing on it. Just, just you and I did, Josh. Mm-hmm. And we got like really drunk. <laughs> so drunk. So drunk that I felt like I was going to have to rewatch the movie if we did a Jumping After Dark. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. But speaking of, before we get any further, I'm also joined today by Josh Fowler, the original designer behind the Plasma Grenade. He had designed them to be suctioned into an elite's asshole upon throwing the grenades at them, but was quickly turned down, causing him to quit Bungie. Is that true, Josh? Can you How else that? are they going to suck right on it? Like, it doesn't even make sense. The suction's got to come from somewhere. Right, Power. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like It made perfect sense to me when I originally heard that, and I, I found it fascinating that they turned down your idea. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like, you were a visionary. They couldn't <sighs> see past their own hubris. Exactly. The sheer fucking hubris. Your um, your scientists were too preoccupied with whether or not they could. Um, they didn't. They didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. That's right. That's I mean, right. there are ribs and everything on those grenades. What else could those ribs possibly be for? That's, That's really for the covenant's point. pleasure. Come mm-hmm. on. My favorite uh, Covenant grunt line, because I think the, the grunt lines are the best. You know, like, sometimes grunts will turn on two plasma grenades and, like, run at you to suicide bomb you? Yes. Occasionally, one of them will run up and they'll go, I didn't mean to turn these on! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love a lot of the shit that the grunts say in this game. Yeah. Actually. They're one of the, the best fodder enemies in video games, hands down. Yeah, they really yeah, are. Absolutely. Um... And before we get any further, I am your host, Shay Cortana's estranged lover. 
You're thinking Master Chief. That's true. I'm sure I'm sure you fucked me up at one point. But um anyways. So from this point on, there will be spoilers. If you are concerned about the plot being ruined, turn evaluate back now. your life choices. Turn back now, quit playing the multiplayer, and then please return when you have finished. But now, turn the lights down low. Slip into something more comfortable. Put your gravity hammer replica back on the mantle. That's not where it goes. And sip on an exquisitely flavored beverage as we tell you a tale by the fireplace. The year is 2559, and the UNSC ship Infantry, Infinity, excuse me, Infinity, I don't know why I wanted to say in Infantry, Infinity is attacked and boarded by Atriox. Atriox! He drops the Master Chief into space. Boy. Sometime later. So someone else. <laughs> I think that's someone else. I think that's Atreus is what you're looking okay. for there. All right. Yeah. Atreus. Atreus. Atreus! <laughs> oh, what 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 is oh, what's the horse's name in uh It is Atreus, isn't it? Atreus. Atreyu. 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 Thank you. Atreyu. Atreus is Kratos' son. Yeah. Fucking... Atreus. Yeah, my bad. My bad. That's on me. Atreyu. You're right. Sometime later, a UNSC pilot finds the chief adrift in space. They travel to Zeta Halo. When they arrive, they see that the ring has been damaged. They land, and Master Chief sets out to discover what's happened. Now, Rich, did the intro cinematic and run section get you hyped up for the campaign? No. Um, Really? Not really, (laughs) because... Maybe like the first time it, it opens, I'd say it got me excited to explore the world. That opening cinematic is a whole lot of like, who the fuck are these people? Um, I, I like gameplay wise, it's pulling no punches from the beginning. I think all that stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about leading up to that moment, you actually set foot outside of that first installation on the ring. It's a cool moment. It's trying to replicate that classic Breath of the Wild moment. I don't think it does it quite as well. Um. But it's exciting to be out there. and But, like, narratively, no. I, I don't know who any of these people are who are not Master Chief. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Josh, you feel similarly? As someone who has tried to keep up I've also on the tried, Halo lore, yeah, like, they really try to to make this difficult as far as making us care and remember who anyone is leading into everything Unless you going played on in this. Halo Wars 2, you don't know who some of these people are. Yeah. Atriox is like so much stuff has happened off screen since Halo 5 that it's weird. Hmm. Yeah. I I will say this. I didn't like you guys. I didn't really know who some of these these uh characters are but i was still really hyped by that opening cinema i liked the uh some of the shots that they used and kind of how it wasn't just a fucking rush straight into it it was basically um some shit happened master chief is out in space and then it was there was like a lot of just open wide shots and 
space for things to kind of breathe, which I really appreciated. It helped me settle back in in some ways. And I really like the run mission at the beginning before the title screen flashes. I really love that mission. And it got me really excited. Yeah. I was like, this is what I missed about Halo. I love this. Fair That's assessment. A, yeah. 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 But unfortunately, that was when the story was at its highest point for me, <laughs> as we'll get into here in a little bit. So um, let's get back. The Master Chief locates the weapon, an AI similar to Cortana. The weapon has managed to delete Cortana, but not self-delete despite her instructions. Master Chief brings her along and experiences parts of Cortana's memories as a byproduct. Master Chief learns that Isharam, Atriox's lieutenant, has gained control of Zeta. Isharam. Is it Isharam? Isharam, yeah. Thank you. I thought it was Esharam for some reason. Isharam. Can't, I can't say any of the names today. Um, has gained control of Zeta after Atriox's death. Master Chief, with the weapon and the pilot, rally UNSC forces across Zeta. Inside the conservatory, Master Chief meets Despondent Pyre, the AI caretaker of Zeta. And just so you're not confused, yes, Despondent Pyre is the name. Pyre attempts to warn the chief of a threat, but is destroyed by the Harbinger, an alien who is awoken by the Banished. The Harbinger tells the chief that her people, the Endless, that's their name, has allied with the Banished to free her people from the Forerunners. There's a lot of fucking names. Whoa, right there. bro. Really that's a lot of proper so nouns. many capitalized words. That's there. a lot of proper nouns, bro. Um, um I w- so really quickly, Rich, before you go in. Yeah, I wanted uh, your question first because I figured this was coming. Yeah. I want to know if you feel the same way as I do, Josh. When I started to learn about what is happening on Zeta, I felt kind of overwhelmed and uninterested. I felt like the devel- developers did zero work and onboarding new players or players who hadn't played the last few games. Therefore, I couldn't really connect with the story or the characters on a deeper level. Did you feel similarly? Yes. And and part of that is not having a reference for who these characters are. And part of it is having a reference what a Halo is. Um, Like, I get it. It's the name of your series at this point. Now that we know that they are universe-destroying, like, Machines installations like it completely destroys any other stakes in the game. Like the halo is the big bad period. Like we know what they do at this point. And so I'm on a halo and like from turning it on. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't care about anyone's personal motivations. I know the point is don't let this thing fire. That's like anytime you're on a halo, it's like, In Halo Five, it's such you a end up such a larger stake that makes them. Yeah, like it's such a larger stake than anything else going on in in the series that like. I'm like oh, I'm silly. on a Halo. I, I I know where this is going long term, and like, yeah, I had a hard time getting involved with why someone wanted to turn this one on this time. But that's not even really what's happening. They want to activate something else. Yeah, because. Again, also, the Halos are made to destroy a flood, the flood. So beyond that, like, 
if it's not a bigger threat than the halo itself or a bigger threat than the flood what am i that concerned about yeah yeah like it's again like it's it's a matter of scale as far as like what the stakes are that makes it hard when you're on when you're on a halo um also i want to clear it up for shay the play like i know you're not like terribly familiar with what happened in four and five is am i correct in saying that yeah 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 that, being familiar with that would not have cleared any of this up for you oh okay all of these oh, things good. are new in fact there are other races threatening the galaxy from five that are just not around now and we're to understand that cortana wiped all of them out and now the harbinger shows up and apparently the endless are even more of a threat than the aliens from five that cortana just decided she was going to genocide i guess yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah just in general i guess maybe then i could say that they don't onboard anybody very well i feel like they were trying to and i think they rightfully accomplish it by the end of this but like not in a, not in a clean or interesting way like we'll obviously talk about it when we get there but by the end of this like master chief is in the same place he was in halo 1 there's been like the status quo is reset that's a good point like in some ways, it's like back to the basics with this game in terms of the narrative, but yes. um, things have been kind of expanded upon in some ways. So mm-hmm. may- maybe like because obviously we just talked about it on the the Chomp Cast earlier today that we felt like this game was kind of lackluster, is missing enemies and stuff like that. Maybe that's their whole point with Halo Infinite is it's back to the basics and they're going to expand upon it from here, but. Uh, the the narrative was one of the things that they really did not onboard people well enough to, at least in this game, I have felt. Sure. Yeah, I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah, like, I, the the one thing that I think they did well-ish was try to get you, like, personally involved with, you know, like, oh, here's, here's the main antagonist right off the bat. Here's the guy who's going to help you in that quest sort of a thing. Like, they give you... It's too bad I don't like either of them. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, they give you the small-scale stuff, like what's going on in this story right off the bat, and I think that works-ish. But there's so much baggage at this point in the Halo universe that you kind of need to know what else is going on to have any idea what those characters have as options available to them it's like like what what's what's the the space that this world even operates in if if you're not familiar and then if you are familiar kind of like i was saying before like oh like there's a lot of baggage with this stuff that's just not addressed and it yeah like it's it's it has a hard maybe, time getting off the ground because of and that maybe that's not the purpose of this game but like you have characters like fernando that are introduced to be like this springboard for chief to bounce off of but like i find myself being more interested in terms of like where are the people you've built up over the past few games that I'm actually interested in? Like, where are the, where's the Arbiter and where's Spartan Locke? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, uh... It's interesting. I, I, I don't understand the, the reasoning behind the the lack of onboarding here, but it is what it is. So, it just, for me left me feeling confused about who all these people are. I was like, okay, I'm supposed to have some frame of reference for Atriox, I think. I'm supposed to have some frame of reference for the Harbinger, I think. Nope. 
but no. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, that's the weirdest thing about it. Like, it's told as if you know who all these characters are, kind of going into it. And Atriox, if you played Halo Wars 2, I believe Atriox is in that. Yeah. Like, I. But that's it. But, like, it's not like you'd have any real personal connection. It's like, oh, that's one of the banished generals from Halo yeah. Wars. That yeah. Nothing more beyond that. Um, if I were rewriting the script, I would have replaced Fernando with Faux Hammer. I don't know if Faux Hammer is dead. I don't remember Halo Lore that deeply. Yeah, yeah I, I have no idea. I just felt lost um, on a lot of the, the, the stuff, like all the elements that were being introduced. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. There's so. a lot of weird... Again, I think this game was a little rushed narratively and that they're trying to play cleanup in order to set the stage to tell a cleaner story going forward. Yeah, yeah. They, they, there are some issues they with need that. To get, is... They need to get a lot of pieces off the board, and they chose to get a lot of them off the board off screen, and that's telling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's jump back in because uh, we got some more to do. During a mission, the pilot almost dies. The chief rescues him, and the pilot reveals that he is actually a civilian engineer who stole the pelican initially to flee the infinity. The chief comforts him. Master Chief and the weapon disable spires on Zeta to prevent the repair process to the ring. The harbinger attempts to hack the weapon, but chief activates a failsafe to delete the AI. The weapon repels the harbinger and stops the failsafe. At first, she is angry, but after seeing a vision of Cortana using the Guardians to eradicate the brute's homeworld of Doisac, the weapon realizes she is a copy of Cortana. She requests that Master Chief deletes her, but he refuses, wanting to trust her. <laughs> Josh, your face right now is giving me life. I'm in uh, love with you, digital mommy. <laughs> Cortana was a classic and iconic character that we grew up with. I was fairly surprised to see that they ended up turning Cortana into a bad guy, seeing as it feels like just yesterday that gamers were lusting after her when Halo 3 came out. So did you feel that this heel turn that started in 5 and continued in Infinite and affected method of narrative growth, Rich? I felt it was stupid when they started doing it in Halo 4 and 5 um, because, well, first off, they they start by making, like, this weird sexual tension that was never there between Chief and Cortana um, to the point that it's, it's like watching your parents flirt, like it's weirdly uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Uh, and then they just have her do a heel turn with this whole rampancy thing. It's They made some very weird choices that they obviously regret, um, as is clear by the end of this. Um and again, couldn't, it seems nobody thought of a good way to resolve it neatly, which is why after Cortana is basically ready to destroy the galaxy at the end of Halo 5, when you start this, you're like, what's going on with that Cortana sit? And she's like, she's dead. It's over. We did, we did it over the weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think, Josh? Um... There's absolutely no reason for AI to be like just just fucking stop. Like we've done that enough. Yeah, like they tried to make that a thing, like you were saying in four and five. There's no reason for that to continue to be a thing. Like I get it. A lot of fucking 
just weirdos are horny for Cortana at this point, but fucking don't. Like, there's no story there. Like, it's just... No, there is a story, Josh. They just didn't harp on the right parts of it. What they should have been harping on is that Chief is attracted to Cortana because of his mommy issues with Halsey. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just explain to everyone why it is as weird as it is. But, like, it... Why did the scientist lady make the AI look like her, but naked? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, and then the weapon, which is just, like... We... Anyway. Very good name, by the way, too. You, oh, my God, the weapon, which, like, it's... Like, they gave one of those art-generating robots the word girl the world words girl next door ai and that was what they spit out it's like like there's no personality going on there i like to think the weapon was a placeholder name and by the time they were ready to ship they just couldn't think of anything there's there's um, a good idea there of an ai who can see where they might go wrong and like be conflicted that's a really good idea but I don't think it's thoroughly explored here. And maybe they but, could but thoroughly yeah. explore that in a future title. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just don't have the confidence that they can explore those bigger sci-fi themes in a way that's going to be interesting. Well, but every time the weapon shows up here, it's like, who's this not Cortana that I'm with? And, like, the the investment's not there um, to, to really care about this character as much. Sure. Um, and like I, I get, I heard they made a Halo Five, so like I'm yeah, sure there's more, more content there. But you know, also, to, to to get um, you anyway. They they refer to the AI at one point as a Cortana model, which yeah. implies that there's a ton of other Cortanas out there. Yes, which is also kind of implied by the the multiplayer AI that you 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 choose. To, to use yeah if you're spartan so yeah, like the implication to me then is there are there other spartans out there running around with their own cortanas it seems that way but yeah for some reason the rest of, of questions them that don't need to be answered are just simple 3d shapes whereas they just let their you, you got the one that happened to, to be a naked woman somehow <laughs> i'll take the sexy model dr halsey yeah give me the one mm. with the tits <laughs> that was only for Spartan twos. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let's get back into it. Um, to be honest with you, I was not too pleased about all this development. It feels like a soap opera, but you know, it's it's been going that way for a while, unfortunately. Yeah, I have some deeper thoughts about it later, but I'll save it for the uh, back end of the show. <laughs> Josh, we're talking about Halo Infinite or attempting to. I don't think so. We need to do one of these about Dark Shadows. Not not the movie. <laughs> The, the soap the opera. Soap opera. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. That sounds Since great. we were talking about soap operas, it got me thinking about soap <laughs> operas I'd rather be talking about. Let's do a Days of Our Lives podcast, Josh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, let's not. Uh, the pilot is captured by Jega, an elite that is a close friend of, how do you pronounce, Esherim? Esherim, yeah. Got it. Debate the Master Chief. The chief infiltrates the banished facility, kills Jega and Esherim, and rescues the pilot. The weapon and the chief rush to stop the harbinger, 
they learned that Cortana was captured by Atriox after the weapon stopped her. But when she learned that Atriox planned to use her, she destroyed herself, damaged Zeta, and prevented the weapon from being erased. The chief watches a pre-recorded message from Cortana saying goodbye and asking him to work with the weapon. So a lot of rumors had predicted that Cortana would return at the end of the game, but the game essentially shows us that she's gone. Josh, did this emotionally impact you at all? Part, part of it part of it is kind of my own preconceptions at this point coming into it. Like, it, I just don't expect a good story out of a Halo game at this point. So, like, even when they're doing things well, like, my headspace is just not there. Um, and I, I don't think they did this poorly, but... I don't think there's anything relatable in the characters in the main Halo story at this point to to really get emotionally invested in. Like I like the Arbiter. Like yeah, he's the, he's the, he is the most relatable character in the main story at this point. Everyone else is like some super soldier AI, and it's like there's nothing to hold on to as like as a point of reference in the main story. Yeah, the Arbiter is, like, an interesting character from a proud warrior race, branded a heretic who has to redeem him. Like, there's there's more of a person underneath it. Yeah. Um, And, like, I get that a lot of people talk about having a connection with these main characters, but, like... You gotta read all six of the novels. I don't know. Like, the, the main story in Halo always does the least for me. I always have... But the, I, most time you don't need it to, but it feels jarringly bad here. Yeah, yeah. Like I've really like I, I talked earlier about how much I love. Was it on here or was it on the main we're, podcast? We're ta- on the main podcast, it was on the main ODST. podcast. My apologies, but I, I talked about how much I liked ODST, and I know that game gets a lot of shit because there are no Spartans in it or whatever. But like the characters are more relatable. Hey, it's, one of those guys becomes a Spartan in Halo Five. Does that? Count? Yeah, yeah, and it, like it's just. It it gives you a connection, something to kind of like okay, like give you a you know like a human connection, a point of reference. Higher because of that, because you're just a person. Yeah, um, and I I kind of feel like you know the guy who saves you at the beginning of Infinite is is supposed to be that, but he's not. He's not on screen long enough for him to be that. Um, he's your chauffeur, basically. Yeah. Is all he amounts to at the end of the day. Yeah, and anyway, like, the the human moments, human moments with Master Chief, I, they've never landed for me. Um, because they as... never really break that exterior, which, like, I get it, it's to the character that you shouldn't, but it almost feels weird to try then. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will say that the closest moment, I think, that was to like a human moment that impacted me in this game is when the pilot reveals that um he was just a c- civilian engineer and he he feels guilty and master chief is trying to console him i felt i felt i wouldn't say it really moved me but i was like oh this is kind of an interesting moment uh-huh. that i didn't expect this is kind of nice yeah. i wish that there were moments like this explored more because this this feels like like take away all the like cortana weapon 
se- sexually charged moments and all the fucking no. uh, daytime soap opera drama. Like this felt like an actual human moment. Like this, I was like, this is yeah. the first relatable moment in this game. I feel like a cynical asshole now because I hated that scene. That's fair. I literally just like I was like, dude, nobody fucking cares. Like, get <laughs> over it. Like. I'm I'm of two minds on that because I do feel like they did a pretty good job on it, but also it was so painfully obvious what you know this character is supposed to facilitate narratively that I'm like, okay, like this. There's absolutely nothing to humanize any of the main cast in this game anymore. Let's so throw in a, a character a you've never met before as your you know sort of audience insert let someone needs to be here to have everything explained to them character to 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 give you a human you know like he, he he's he's the reference human for scale in all those dinosaur pictures from a yeah. textbook is is what this character is um so you know exactly how big everything else is compared to this character um, and they're like, Chief, you can't climb inside Atriox's asshole. And he's like, the mission changes. It always does. <laughs> well, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I, when I compare it to what the rest of the game has been, that's why I enjoyed the moment, to be honest with you. It might probably be by contrast. Hmm? Probably, uh, probably by contrast. And I think maybe, like, again, a part of it is me being cynical, and a part of it is maybe it hit me at a moment where I was just like, come on, who cares? Let's move on. Yeah. And I, I, I get that. I get that. For me, I'm not, I'm not saying it worked. I'm saying it was one of those few moments where I was like, this feels more like what they should be going for, and they should explore it more yeah. in a, a more organic way, is what yeah. I meant that as. Sure. And maybe if it was more consistent, maybe I'd appreciate it more, if those yeah, things like, didn't feel so out of left field when they happened. Like, maybe if at some point these Marines I'm saving, instead of killing themselves, wandering into grenades and shit, went back to base and had something to say to him. Like, what if there was an actual human connection instead of a human that Master Chief glares at at some points during the story? It says, get in the warthog. Um, yeah, I, don't, I feel like there were opportunities that they didn't take to give you that, that kind of human scale to everything going sure. on. Oh, no, right. they're, they're definitely, that's definitely the case. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one other quick question for you guys. Do you really think that Cortana is gone gone? Yes. I think they that's that's sort of the bigger like clean slate scenario, right? Is um at the end when uh Weapon takes on the name of Cortana, like they've reset to like the status quo post Halo one. You have Chief with a new non rampant AI Cortana just ready to go kick some covenant ass and they need it because here's the thing i don't think you bring back the original cortana ever now because they've written themselves into a corner where like i that character is irredeemable they've committed yeah. genocide with the push of a yeah, button there's, there's no fixing what's gone wrong with the ai that does anything to address like you said everything that character has done at this point it's, it's she's not... beyond redemption yeah Okay. Which, yeah. I, yeah, I could see your point. Like, I think of something such as Star Trek Nemesis, which 
the movie's 20 years old so if this this is talking about this is a spoiler for you my bad but um data dies at the end of that movie but they also found another android that dr nooney and soon had been working on that was akin to that and basically he kind of becomes the new data at the end of that movie mm. yeah it's kind of what it feels like it, it's, yeah it's mm-hmm. and it's a way to ditch any baggage that came with the things they had had cortana do right that's fair it's like there's been way too much character development here. We need the android to be an android, sort of, sort of like when you get towards the later seasons in Monk. Yeah, <laughs> we need Tony I... Shalhoub to be Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's mad dash to the end real quick, uh, where we just get through the final bits of the story, and then we. I wasn't really too off. far off of this taking about ten minutes. Yeah, we're we're not too far in. Yeah, it's not taking that long. The chief and the harbinger fight. And the chief is victorious. He isn't able to stop her, stop her from contacting someone else in the Endless. The chief and the weapon reunite with the pilot. He tells them that his name is Fernando Esparza. Which is relevant. The weapon also decides to choose a name for herself. And Rich, what does she choose? Siri. A post-credit scene shows A- Yeah. A post-credit scene shows Atriox unlocking a sealed door leading to the endless. I didn't even see that. The ne- next scene shows despondent Pyre and the forerunner Grand Edict discuss the imprisonment of the endless. Pyre says they can't oversee the study of the endless alone. To which the Grand Edict says the AI offensive bias has been deployed to assist. And that is the end of the game. <laughs> Josh, your faces are fucking killing me this podcast. I can't keep, can't keep it sh- together. Because no one has any idea what any of that I, means. I, yeah, I mentioned that I'd not finished it. And everything you're saying just sounds like... It's gibberish. It sounds... It, <sighs> It sounds like a Mad Libs. None of those sound like actual names of things. <laughs> most of most of the Halo plot. Well, if I can help you, Despondent Pyre is the the Oracle, like three four three Guilty Spark. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Jesus Christ. But for the Zeta installation. Okay. Yes. All right. Forerunner Grand Edict, Rich. Who is that? It's a forerunner, uh, Grand Edict. The forerunners are the, the they were a thing in four and five, and then we kind of ditched. The, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't. That's the answer. Is that what you want me to say? Yeah, yeah. They're they're like the the whatever's from from. They're Mass the people Effect. that build the. They're the yeah, people they, that build they built the rings. all the shit, and then they're dead. Hmm. Except for this exactly. guy, apparently. Yeah, except for the one who. He's exactly. Like, I'm too busy to die. Yeah, what's the AI <laughs> offense? What's the AI offensive bias? I have no fucking idea. I think that's yeah. like a, a Windows update. Oh, uh, did you install the AI offensive bias? No, I'm pretty sure that's what happens when you do hit reset while an install is is in okay. progress. You you get the AI offensive bias. Okay, that makes sense. That checks yeah. out. And after Halo Infinite Two comes out, there's going to be a post credit scene where the Infiniter. AI defensive <laughs> bias. We went the same place with that. That's where I was heading. I was going for the AI defensive bias. <laughs> two Halo, two Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> two Infinite. 
Um, so, Rich, looking at the timeline of Halo from Combat Evolved, the very first game, to now, are you overall pleased with the direction of the narrative and where it's been going? No. Why? Um, I don't think the narrative has been interesting since it went out of Bungie's hands. I don't... F- like, I think Halo 4 had promise, but wasn't really interesting. I think Halo 5 really leaned into that weird Cortana Master Chief dynamic, and it was so poorly received that Infinite was forced to try and write itself out of that rut. And what you get uh, as a ramification of that is a game that is mostly, much like a very recent Star Wars film, uh, made to retcon the events of the last two entries and yeah. give you a clean slate going forward. And it, I think it's... I don't even necessarily, like, I, I can't say I even want to fault 343 for it, because I'm sure a big part of it was this game was probably retooled multiple times, and oh, Microsoft yeah. needed them to rush it out the door. Like, despite as messy as it is, this is the most fun I've had with a first-party Microsoft game in almost a decade. <laughs> yeah. That's not necessarily true. I really liked Gears 5, and that narrative isn't a mess. Like, it's not that interesting, yeah, but it's a not lot a mess. Of the- Kind of like you're saying, a lot of the beats here feel like we tried to get a complete reboot with with five. Yeah. Like, new characters, new everything. It's in the same world Master Chief's in, but it's a different thing going on here. No I, one liked always... it, and they're like, okay, let's do a completely different thing, but somehow it's still Master Chief involved uh, in all of it. And it's Yeah, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you, Josh, I always thought that's what where Halo 6, at the time of five, would eventually go, would that chief would give himself up to stop cortana yeah and that Spar- spartan Locke would be the new protagonist of the halo series i mean yeah no i, I am 100 percent sure that's their intention but everyone was like who the fuck is this noob i want to be master chief which is the most boring goddamn character in all of video gaming but we can't get rid of him because he's he's master chief um this this feels like trying to shoehorn like, everything and, they set and- up in that five. was the thing that sucked because say what you want about Spartan Locke, but like he was another, a more recently created Spartan, and he felt like more of a human. Like he felt like there was more of a person underneath the helmet, and yeah. the same goes for the, his squad members. Yeah. One of the who was Buck from ODST, and we're not biased at all for loving ODST and having Buck back. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, hmm. that's fair. I gotta be honest. Um. Like I said, after Reach, I wasn't really interested in 4 or 5. I kind of fell off there for a little while. I had interest in different games, and I didn't hear the greatest of things about 4 or 5 anyways, so I was like, I'm not really in a rush to play these. Um, coming back to Halo Infinite, I will say that there, the pedigree there still exists for there to be a decent to good narrative, but they've kind of strayed so far and away from it. And I think mechanically reason- it's phenomenal. What? Mechanically, it's a phenomenal game. Yeah, and exactly. And what I want to say about it is, I kind of had the realization. Um, I'm sure it's it's not like a, a major like realization or anything like that. But 343 Industries didn't take over Halo until after Halo Reach. Reach and was, was Bungie's last-, last Halo title, yes. Yes, and so they've done Halo Four, Halo Five, and Halo Infinite, and that is when the overall quality in the halo um narrative has dipped i would say um as compared to the earlier titles i 
I like mechanically what 343 Industries has done with Halo. I do not like what they've done narratively um, at all. And I'm not saying that the narrative was ever the main draw of Halo for me. I really enjoyed it at times, um, especially in Reach. I, to, me that, to me, that was the best. But I understand everyone's going to feel differently. Some people like 2, some people like ODST, so on and so forth. Reach was kind of the pinnacle for me in terms of the narrative. And that was the last title that Bungie worked on. I, I don't want to sit here and say 340 Industries doesn't know how to make a good narrative because I don't know what other titles they've worked on. I don't know if this is the only games that they've worked on, to be honest with you. I don't know much about 343 Industries. I believe 343 was made to make Halo games. If I'm not mistaken, they're named after 343 Guilty Spark. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that would make sense. Here's what I'll say. They need to figure out either getting some better writers in there for the for the the narrative or they need to um just abandon trying to write a good fucking story. There we go. I think someone needs to come to the conclusion that Halo is a multiplayer game. Yes. Uh no, I wanted to confirm that by the way around here. Yes, 343 is an Xbox Studios they're the only games under their belt are Halo Four, Five, Infinite, and Halo Wars Two. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm sure other people feel differently from us. They they enjoy the narrative, but just to be honest with you, when I was writing this and I was hearing all these names, and I was like, "This is so fucking stupid." That's a lot of proper nouns, my guy. I was like, "The endless." despondent pyre i was like who the fuck writes these names they were well that's the beauty of it nobody they use the D name generator uh-huh. probably but just they need to get some better writers in there man they really I do. don't think there's any amount of writing that's going to get them out of the halo universe it's not a good world like there's no good interesting story to be told there at this point like we hit it with with ODST with the idea of oh this ridiculously overpowering enemy attacks Earth. Well, what what do we do? That was the story. That well, that you, was all that was interesting in the world. Well, you know what's crazy, you know, is that I think some of the more interesting stuff in the Halo universe happens before the games even take place. Like shit that like in terms of like socio political stories, like yeah, Spartans were not made to combat aliens. They were made to be an anti terrorist organization, and then aliens happened to invade. Yeah, like oh, we have an actual use for these instead of the bullshit that we made it up for. Like the, yeah. we we're gonna use them to punch human beings' skulls in. Yeah, yeah, like exactly, like this. They were basically super ice. I, yeah, like at this point, it's just it's too big of a world. And it's it a it's too big of a world. B. All the pieces have been put on for different purposes at different points in the story, sure. to the point where it doesn't feel like any of it's a cohesive whole. Um, and there are parts that are interesting. Like I'd love another ODST focused game, like set sometime in during the wars. Like they talk about you know all these different operations that like they had these orbital drop shock troopers on like. Mm-hmm. There, there's interesting stories to be told there i think there's interesting stories to be told with other spartans we even halo infinite confirms there's a lot more spartans around now um which halo 5 established like yeah but there's this weird obsession with chief who feels like the old guard of video game protagonists that is just there's nothing behind the visor like honestly i feel like the halo wars 
almost do a better job because of of how they're the scope of the, much of them, the, the scope of the game that. because you're pulled back commander level thing can kind of tell that story without having to feel like oh we need a single character here to give a point of reference it can instead kinda... you could just do spartan commando units like yeah that's just a soldier type yeah it it kind of like you were saying with the socio-political stuff you know, what's going on setting up this world i feel like the the halo wars game kind of do a similar thing you know everything's already in motion but like okay let's pull back a little bit and kind of explain what's happening because yeah. it's it's hard to f- i don't know like i always feel like i'm coming in the middle of a story that i don't know what's going on in and like i kind of get that i kind of understand that's that's master chief like i've i've got orders i've got to do the thing let's not think about it Getting but at, the covenant back there bomb like that's that sort of mindless do the thingness of of the mainline series is kind of i don't know like it, it's made it harder and harder i've i don't know i've never been a huge fan of that even with the earlier ones even with the bungee ones i feel like a lot two two did a whole lot of interesting stuff with the arbiter but like yeah i don't know i think they were less especially the first one maybe were a little less self-serious like halo combat evolve is very pulpy sci-fi yeah and it does what it needs to do and it has fun with it yeah like the story is the halo like master chief isn't much of anything the like the halo is but then you also have characters around him whose motivations you understand better like captain keys yeah to carry that narrative forward yeah 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 yeah, unfortunately, I think you guys have made a good point that it is kind of a a narrative of a previous generation, and it and there are certain uh, places it's going to have a difficult part, a difficult time trying to get to. I think um, I know that I'm saying that kind of vague. I don't really know what a future looks like for this game because does the Master Chief just continue to go to rings and stop alien species? At one point, does that dry up? Like when he goes to these other alien worlds like what happens is just constant fighting and um yeah i don't know it was yeah and that's the thing halo 2 spends a lot of time off the ring it does like and that's where you get some of your more interesting beats you spend your you know you spend time on earth you spend time on other planets you it's it's got a lot more to do yeah i wonder if halo would have benefited from becoming something like Mass Effect did. Eh, chief, you know? chief assembling a crew. I mean, well, I, like kind of along ish, those lines yeah. where there was at least more interpersonal relations with these aliens. Like, what if yeah, it was yeah, yeah. about you know the chief expelling some of these and breaking up this empire of aliens, and then refounding it with more quote unquote uh, benevolent and goodly values that that would have been interesting but you know i think the, the closest yes. tinge you see of that is in five because i don't know if you remember this much josh i know you don't think halo 5 exists i've um, never heard of it no. th- there's a bu- there's a bunch of scenes in five where spartan Locke is as he's hunting down master chief is basically interviewing people from the previous games to try and figure out where chief might have gone and how he can track him 
Yeah. And like one of the best like narrative written scenes in that game, I think, is he's talking to the Arbiter about Master Chief. And again, the Arbiter being like the strongest character in the series, you get this kind of like pulled back veil where he's like, I trusted him fully and he had my back. And like, it's weird to hear the Arbiter say this about the Master Chief, but it makes sense in a way. He goes, I think at the end of the day, he's the only person that I could really call my friend. And that's so weird that yeah. he's not really explored that much more in the sequels. I mean, he is to some that, degree, but... yeah, That, I think, is one of the biggest missed opportunities, because I think there is so much going on there with the idea of... the Arbiter being able to change society in any sort of way. After... Bringing the elites to the human side of things. Yes. To, like, sort of overthrow the the higher-ups in Covenant society, yeah. I think there's so much room for, oh, the big bad. Like, well, they're not the big bad, but, like, the, all the guys you're fighting in one who have this, you know, obvious zealotry. Like, oh, they're they're on our side now. There's so much narrative space to then have Master Chief go, oh, hang on. Wait wait a minute. Those Those assholes who are brainwashing everyone in the covenant sure seem a lot like some human assholes i know like there's yeah. there's there's, there's, there's so everyone. much narrative weight that you could you know use with those characters that we already kind of have a relationship with and then they're just they disappear to be fair one of the best halo 2 moments is when you kill the prophet of truth because that's the game video game equivalent to if a call of duty game lets you go into the senate chambers and just punch the shit out of the senator while he's sitting in his chair until he dies uh -huh. kind of yeah yeah but yeah they have a lot of established pieces there and instead of choosing to explore them uh further they just continue to throw in new it's like new monster and... of the week and oh, the whole... for the most part except with oh, the like... elites are bad again now yeah. <laughs> except with the exception of cortana and it wasn't even a gratifying exploration of that that character no, they it did was Cortana not. fucking dirty. Yeah, they wrote themselves into a corner that they could not get out of, and had to press, give you the fresh new Cortana. Yeah, well, it's a brand I, new Cortana so for a brand new that, generation. Yeah, that's so fucking lame that they just chose to have the weapon name her self Cortana. Like, that seems like such a strange choice after I think everything she's that happened. Name. Why? She's like, Why? Veronica. Like, it's like an it's like an eight year old wrote that part. Okay, so my mommy died, so my dad's gonna start dating a new girl, and I'm gonna call her mommy. Uh huh. Yeah, kids are lame. Your mom's dead, little girl. <laughs> I was thinking it was a boy, but you know. Oh, okay, whatever. It's you know I. Uh... Either way, yeah, it just it seems like pretty piss poor writing, in my opinion. But maybe other people it, it resonates with them better. I don't know. And just, I'm sure they'll be loud about it. Yeah. Josh, why do you think they chose to name this game Infinite? The development cycle? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't think of any, like, having finally played the game now, I can't think of any reason why. It doesn't make sense narratively. Um, there's nothing infinite about the diff this Halo they're on as opposed to the rest of them. There's not maybe from the multiplayer aspect like i was talking about like maybe this is the one they're gonna just progression's gonna roll with like this 
Halo Infinite is just the Halo multiplayer, and you'll get a new Halo campaign. Halo Infinite Rise of the Endless expansion. Yeah, like, you'll just... Everything, every story at this point might be just built onto this or something. It might be $60 story, but or, it might, Or yeah. something. I, I don't know. I, I, um, I don't... Nothing from the story stands out as to why they'd call it Infinite as, as far as that goes, so... I assume it's the word that the dart hit when they threw it at the door. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I, like, I'm looking up what Zeta means right now, because I didn't know if there was any correlation between Zeta, because the ring is called Zeta, and yeah. Infinite. And Zeta is popularly associated with a famous alien abduction story. I guess that may be adjacently something to do with it. I don't, Just like, but that still doesn't really explain infinite. infinite. probing. Hot. <laughs> infinite ass <laughs> breaching. Right but in like, your butthole. But at this point, like, I have no idea why this game is called Infinite. Not a, not a single clue. Just be, just because. Because they were probably told to ditch the numbers because people did not like Halo 5, and they didn't yeah. want people feeling like they couldn't go into this uh, having not played 4 or 5. But also, yeah. at the same time, that's funny because this is the most narratively unapproachable Halo game. Yeah, no, like, this, a lot of it feels like we can't call it sick because that means it's a sequel to five um but is it not this, no. this is a fucking hey, sequel to five halo five story wraps up in this blog post we put out yeah um yeah yeah no idea didn't know if it, you guys had any insight or any predictions as to what it is no nope. more than you i'm sure we yeah. probably missed something there's some sort of lore somewhere in in one of the comics if you've read the other 18 books um, no, uh, what what I just read online is basically it might be a, a reference to the for the pay the paid service aspect of the game, or yeah. it might just be an implication that um, Master Chief's fight is never done. Yeah, yeah, so. no, like my 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 biggest guess is is the this is just what the game is now, sort of a la Destiny Two, which it is, it's it silly is that it's Destiny Two. Like it's it's still just more destiny. Oh, I, I've talked about this enough, but that's a totally different conversation. Whatever, like they should launch another platform for that game at some point. It should just be called Destiny because it should just yeah. be a platform. Yeah, no, I mean it makes about as much sense. Like, I mean, I get it. At some point, you've got to stop supporting the old hardware, so like it makes sense from a consumer standpoint to know that okay, sure. this is this is where the cutoff point is but as far as like what the actual game is it's basically the same thing is that my that's my guess is what they're doing here sure yeah who knows um so last question is a question we always ask ourselves at the end of every podcast i joke around that i think 98 percent of the time we the answer is yes for this question but um and we're talking about this just from a narrative standpoint not an overall aspects we're not talking about the mechanics we're not talking about the online play we're not talking about the ui any of that we're talking about simply from a narrative standpoint if someone was like i want a good narrative based game or a narrative based shooter rich would you recommend this game no okay do you have any any like final thoughts you want to say uh, about it? I mean, I think we wrapped it up pretty hard. Like, go play the free multiplayer. Go do that. But if you're looking for a fun narrative, this is there's better story based shooters out there. This ain't it, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I need a we- I need a weapon. <laughs> Josh, 
No, kind of like we kind of got into a lot of it as so so far. I would never recommend it because if you're a Halo fan, you're already a Halo fan. You know about it. There's no reason to recommend it to you. And if not, this is completely unapproachable. Like there's like there's just so many names of different factions and characters that we're all supposed to have some sort of context for this is not an entry to the series narratively um the the best story design choice was that when atriox is giving his messages in the elevators i can walk right past him and just keep going yeah um yeah i just i, I don't think this is a good entry point narratively gameplay wise yeah it's great oh yeah, top notch um but kind of given the framework here no you will not have any idea what's happening and i don't frankly have a huge idea what's happening and i've played a ton of these games i've played all of these games yeah yeah um i think i have a slightly more positive uh opinion but not much more than you guys i will say that um in terms of narratives, it's not one of the worst ones I've ever played, I don't think. Uh, I will say that it is very overwhelming when you're having all these characters and names thrown at you. Especially hearing it in in a truncated version of what we're doing. It's very, very overwhelming. But uh-huh. um, the game has enough space to where you can kind of get a bit of a better handle on who these characters are. Not much better, but a slight bit better. I don't think there's enough screen time with most of them to make them that impactful either. And that's the nature of something like an open world style game. Especially one that doesn't really have you do repeat missions with most of these people. So that's kind of an issue there. Yeah. That's something that I, I feel like a lot of the kind of screen time, to how much you're supposed to care is a little off because it is an open world game. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like the game would have landed harder had this been an eight hour game. Cause like story wise, like the story missions, that's about what you're looking at, but yeah. like, there's no way you can actually do it in that amount of time. Cause you've got so much ground to cover during the open world bits. Right. Um, it makes it, it makes it hard to latch up. They're, they're giving you a lot of new stuff to try to digest. Hmm. And by percentage of gameplay time, as as far as what you're doing, it's just tiny. Like, it's just the story in this game is like a half a percent of what the game is. Right. Um, Right, exactly. You've got all this multiplayer that you've probably played a ton of before the campaign even dropped because they released it for free beforehand. Right. Weeks I don't know many people who would have just come in for the campaign, so you've probably played a ton of it for that. You get into the campaign, and there's tons of extra random shit to do, wandering around the world and whatnot. Right. And it's just, right. it's like a matter of scale that kind of makes the story feel like it's unimportant in ostensibly this grand story they're trying to tell. It feels unimportant in the game itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say that if you are looking for a good shooter, that's going to give you a lot of content. Um, 
yeah, sure, buy it on sale. I mean, if you don't have Game Pass. If you're buying it simply for narrative purposes, I don't think I could recommend it. Uh, just because there are don't other shooters and other sale. games out there that have a much better narrative than this game. Buy one yeah. month of Game Pass and play through it. Don't even buy it on sale. There you go. Yeah, that makes there the most go. sense. Because you'll be able to play so game much Pass other stuff at the same yeah. time, that, in that same month. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, I in terms of uh, narrative, I don't think any of us here can recommend it. Uh, didn't really didn't really resonate with any of us not to say that it's objectively bad it just for us it was not our style of game uh, at all in terms of narrative so but yeah that's that's going to be the end of the show so um just as a quick reminder you can head over to sorechomp.com to check out all our other stuff we have other podcasts we have merch we have articles and reviews we write we have a patreon over there that you can uh figure out uh if if you want to support us and be um rewarded for your monetary support that would mean a lot to us as it allows us to make shows like this and the other podcasts that we do so uh you can head over to sorechomp.com to um learn more on all of that stuff and also if you enjoyed this show please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts share it around with anybody you think would be interested in hearing what we have to say and um yeah Thanks for checking out the show. We appreciate it. So um, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Uh, Thank you to Rich and Josh for being here. And uh, I was your host, Shay. Have a great day. Stay safe. Take care. And we will catch you on the next episode. Goodbye. I need a weapon.